Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. I love hearing my name like that. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. I am in the studio alone again this week. Ellen is on the line. Hi, Ellen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm sitting here in the studio and I'm looking out the window and I'm seeing all little bunnies run around and stuff like that. I mean, and, and in one, in one aspect, that's great that we see nature like that here, but in another aspect, that's bad because that means that construction is taking their homes. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the American way, right? Chew it up and spit it out and throw the bunnies out on the lawn. Well, at least so we get you, to look at them. Yeah, you had a little bit of uh, weather up in North Carolina, you were saying, yeah, huh? We, we had we had a Mother Nature uh, event today. A tornado came through the mountains, which is highly unusual. Yeah. Everybody's safe and not a whole lot of damage. So we, I think we can consider ourselves lucky. Consider yourself another miracle. Exactly. So we have Pete Mills on the on the line with us. He's our guest for the hour, or as long as he can stay. I mean, I don't want to force him for an hour if he can't stay for an hour. But uh, hi, Pete. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Pete's a longtime producer and artist that started a new band called The Sweet Kill. Absolutely. What is what it what is the um, the sweet kill like? Where did you where did you come up with that name? You know, uh, just before I got sober, I met a woman who was a hairdresser, and we started a band together. And within a month, we signed a record deal. And a lot of things happened really quickly, wow. very fast and furious. And it was a really amazing experience. Um, unfortunately, um, I moved down to LA and then she moved to Sweden with her lover at the time. And yeah, I had all these songs that I had, I was going to, you know, at some point maybe we, I'd fly over there or she, we'd work together again. That was the intent. And unfortunately she, uh, she was one of us and she didn't make it. She hung herself. So this band is a bit of a tribute to the rapport I had with this woman. And, uh, that's the beginnings of it actually. Ooh, that that just that just gave me like goosebumps, Pete. Um, so ultimately, one of your one of your um, milestones is that uh, your single and video came out on Friday, correct? Absolutely, yes. How how can people? We're gonna we're gonna play the song in a second after after we uh, uh you know put a little bit of information out there. But how can someone? listen to your song or watch your video? Well, we're the only The Sweet Kill out there. And we're on Spotify and we're on YouTube and we're on Instagram and on Facebook under The Sweet Kill. So at The Sweet Kill, you'll find us on all the social media. And yeah, the video we just dropped was, you know, a bit of a, a tribute to um, the the whole point of the song is to have a happy, harmonious interaction that's otherworldly between a man and a woman. So there's a lot of women in this video and all of them are tapping into the goddess energy. And it's that uh-huh. idea of like the God in me speaks to the goddess in you. And that's what the whole song's deportment is, is to give 
some reverence to polarization and celebrating differences between men and women, but be able to do it in that interdependent way. You know, a lot of people mention codependence. A lot of people get into the unhealthiness and the aspects of relationships. This is about the actual victory of what it's like to have absolute harmony and compatibility. Ideal. Awesome. Awesome. Well, why why don't we listen to the song, and then on the other side of the song, we can break it down a little bit more about your story and where you are and where you'll be playing. It does say that you'll be playing at uh, Bar Sinister in Los Angeles on Saturday, right? Yeah, we have three shows coming up. Bar Sinister this Saturday on June 30th, and we have the Viper Room July 2nd, and then we have this uh, goth club night called Cloak and Dagger on Tuesday, July 3rd. (laughs) <laughs> Cloak and dagger. That sounds sounds a little different. Okay, so Josh, why don't Josh, why don't we key up the song and on the other side of it we'll converse a little more. You took my breath away. So supernatural the moves you make. Gracefully unstoppable. Groove to the rhythm of my heart, but you don't know. Cause you're innocent I descend into delirium The elegance of your scent is so mysterious Pulling me into the deep Yet you don't know That if you would only look my way Then you would say
Wow. Just like, wow. I like your reaction there. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I listened to it the other day when I when I got it, and I said, you know, it's it's got a nice it's got a nice melody to it, and when you added a meaning to it, it just gave it a complete. When I listened to it this time, it gave me a complete different perspective of what the song is. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, no, that's 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 fantastic. I was sitting here and and, and I had like goosebumps on my arms. You know what I mean? And that's that's what you know, the beauty of, of of music is. I mean, the, the tragic beauty of that song. You know. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, that's the power of that language, and it's universal. You know, I've actually had the opportunity to go over to Russia and England to test drive these songs before I, about a year ago, just to kind of get the feeling of the live reaction of the audience. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like they, the people over there didn't, I didn't speak Russian and they just, they, but they totally got it. You know, they, yeah. they were able to deliver that performance. No, why, why Russia? Were you just, did you just happen to be there or did you go there on purpose to do that? A friend of mine, um, you know, that I, one of my, AA trudging buddies um, got a, got into a band over there. And so, you know, he hooked us up with a festival. I, I played a festival over there on a whim and it was awesome. And so I had a little bit of a following and some of the upper elite bands of Russia up there really liked what it is that I do. And they were always offering to, if I was ever in Europe to fly me over there and to do shows. So I took them up on it. Wow. Yeah. That's, that sounds, uh, very interesting. And now, you know, you, you, you are in recovery or you're, you, you go to AA or however you classify yourself, you're clean, you're sober, it, you know, whatever, you're, you're doing the right thing today. Um, how does that work with what it is that you do? Because, because being a musician or being in that environment, there is a lot of, you know, for lack of a better word, temptation. How do you handle that? It's interesting that you ask that because I, I hear in a lot of meetings a lot of the time, if, you know, in my industry of being a lawyer or my industry of being a construction worker or my industry in the movie industry, or, you know, there's so much drinking going around. I think it's just, you know, it's just prevalent in our society. And, I, and for me, it's just par for the course. I did grow up in the band culture where I would be, you know, always, you know, free beer. And, and you know, it's like nowadays it's sort of like I see it and it is what it is. You know, I don't like to get into the debate of whether or not, um, why I don't drink or not. I just say I'm allergic and it kind of nips it in the bud. Um, <laughs> you break you know, out in handcuffs. If they, pu- yeah. if they push me further, I'll go, I'm, I'll break out in handcuffs or something, you know, yeah. just to make a funny joke. But at the end of the day, it's totally, it's, it's, uh, a non-issue because in my experience, you know, drinking and drugs weren't my problem and not drinking and not doing drugs is not my solution. Right. Right, you know, and the, and the the funny thing is, is what you said when you named all those other professions, and and you are correct. I mean, we, you know, drugs and alcohol is very rampant in our nation, and we are, we're we're an international show. We're heard in multi different countries, and we're live now, and people are listening in Ireland. People are listening in, I mean, we had someone listening last week in uh, the Ukraine, and one or two people in Russia listening live. So I'm sure, you know, their ears went up when you when you you know spoke about their country. They 
experience all the same things we do with all of that. And like you said, drinking and drugging uh, wasn't your problem. It was all the other things that came along with it, you know? And um, I think one of the greatest things that you can do is give back the way that you do with your music. Absolutely. You know, I was just talking with my sponsor about that last night, about the idea that, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. And this is a thing that I've been bestowed this gift of music and, you know, sobriety absolutely enhances that. And, and I would never trade that for anything in the world. The idea of my journey and my connectivity is like very, you know, it's, it's the same thing of writing a song. It's becoming selfless. It's doing it for the servitude of the art that was bestowed to me so I can give back. And, and you know, I, I've gone through the ringer with drugs and alcohol, it's, you know, it's tarnished my soul to put to a point that I had to go and get some help. It, it brought me to my knees and, and, and got, and it got my attention. And therefore the program <laughs> of recovery was the next life. Like it was the life raft that I just climbed right. on in. It, it probably got more than your attention. It probably got everybody else around you that loved you as attention as well. <laughs> yeah, I, Ellen, I, Ellen, I, Ellen can I attest to that. From the, yeah, from the family perspective, I'm not, I'm not an addict or an alcoholic myself, but uh, you know, I have lived with it for about 15 years you know, in, in my child. So um, mm-hmm. it, it is a very painful thing to be part of the collateral damage for sure. I hear you. I hear you. I was I was looking at your Facebook page and I noticed that you had a kind of a tribute to your dad. Sounds like he was a very big influence in your life. Absolutely, yeah. My dad uh, had me really late in life. He was a World War II vet, and so I grew up with like a very very old dad, and yeah, but awesome. a very old fashioned dad and a very rooted in in, in integrity and, and character and principle. And he was always like this sort of rock in my life. And it's interesting because my sponsor is a Vietnam vet. So there's, there's this sort of like very authority type figures in my life that I grew up with that have molded me. Hmm. Well, yeah, that's, sure, that's, that's, World War II vet probably is, I mean, my dad wasn't even, he, he missed that war about a few years. So I can only imagine, um, the type of discipline that he would have expected. They're just, Absolutely. they're just a yeah, completely, di- they're just a completely different breed. Those, you yeah. know what I mean? The greatest mm-hmm. generation, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, and, and in reality, there are not many of them left, you know, it's, it's like there were, there were like, when I was a kid, I used to see a lot of them in the parade every every Memorial mm-hmm. Day or Veterans Day. There was a there was a stack of them, and slowly but surely, that stack isn't a stack anymore. And and you know that's what's that's what's happening. We, we're losing we're losing our physical reminders of history, you know. And um, one way one way it's tragic, and in another way it's it's very. Um, heartwarming because like you said my dad was a a world war ii vet that immediately i immediately threw that guy up on a pedestal in my mind Mm -hmm. and that's that's only because of the way that we were taught that they were 
you know, World War One, World War Two, they were the men that molded the country that that we live in today. They gave us the standards that you know we try to live by today. And um, what we're going to do is we're going to go to break so that we don't pick up another topic and I have to stop everybody because we're coming up on a we're coming up on a break anyway. And we'll pick this up on the other side. We'll be back in a moment. You got it. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today, with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Ready to transform your health and your world? Join host Melissa Alexander for Insight Living with Vitality. Melissa and her guests go behind the scenes on what it takes for practitioners and clients to transform themselves and others. She provides insight to medical procedural breakthroughs, available product resources, and explains lifestyle choices designed to improve and expand your vitality. It's time to get rid of that baggage, remove those blockages, and prevent buildup from hindering your progress in life. Tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that'll help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, welcome back. We have Pete Mills, uh, the driving force behind the new band, The Sweet Kill. We just listened to his song, Die in Your Eyes, and you can listen to it yourself on Spotify or YouTube, and Pete will share how again and again so that we'll we'll put it out there enough if you if you missed what I just said. I don't want to spend too much time on that. I just want to find out who Pete is and, and that's what we're here for. So Pete, if you would, would you share a little bit about how you came to 
maybe know and embrace drugs and alcohol and, and where it brought you and the lessons that you've kind of learned from that life? Yeah, I I started off in a band, and that's sort of what you do as as, as an early teenager. Is you get to rehearsal and you have a lot of beer and you just kind of have some fun. And you know, ten years later, we had our big break, and we but but throughout that ten year period of when I started drinking, there was sort of like things that got my attention along the way. You know, I would get arrested the same amount of times as I was drunk as I was sober. So there was a very, there's a lot of discomforting um, experiences that I had with my family, people I love, my bandmates, friends, lovers. Um, and all of that sort of culminated into me starting to kind of like, I couldn't help but look in the mirror and go like something's the matter here. And it's not just when I drink, it was in between drinks as well. And you know, all the antidepressants in the world mixed with a bunch of drugs and alcohol don't necessarily <laughs> yield results per se, uh, other than, True. you know, en- enhancing the high. For, but that's sort of the beginning stages of where I started to kind of, the, the wheels were starting to fall off was around okay, within a 10 year period of when I started. Hmm. So did you, did it ultimately drive you to be, you know, being a musician, musician, missing shows and missing engagements and, or, or were you you that tuned into your profession that everything else suffered around it? It's interesting. Like there's functioning addicts and there's non-functioning addicts. And Uh I was at the functioning category, whereas the singer I was in a band with wasn't, he, uh, was very like erratic and he would miss rehearsal. He would miss sometimes not show up to a show. And, and that was like a very tricky thing to navigate as, as I was the band manager and we got a really big record deal and we were having to get across the border and how are we going to do that with a guy who's addicted to heroin and, and on methadone True. and doing True. a lot of opioids, right? How are we going to get this guy across the border? So um, we were the first, he was the first guy in North America to have the rapid opiate detox where they flush your blood and put you under some weird um, anesthetic. And then oh, you yeah, wake yeah, up yeah. and you're pretty much wearing a diaper for a couple of days and you're <laughs> not able to formulate sentences. And that was a very awkward thing to kind of see him go through. Um, mm-hmm. So in my experience at those, in that instance, he was pregnant with alcoholism, I'd say nine months. I was pregnant with alcoholism two months. You know, if I was to compare myself to him, he was, right. and, I, and don't get me wrong, I always did. And therefore I always had the illusion that I was okay until I started comparing myself to me is when I started to see that I had a problem. Right. And you know, that's, 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 uh, that's one of our, that's one of our problems is that we, it's easier to look at others and it's, you know, not looking at the path that we're drudging through. It's easier to look mm. at others and compare ourselves with, well, I wasn't as bad as him. I wasn't as bad as her. I didn't do this. At like, But as soon as we turn those fingers and point back at ourselves, we go, whoa, wait a minute. You know, I am as bad as me. And that's the one that's important. You know, yeah, I wake up with me every day and I don't like who I'm waking up with. It's a, yeah. it's a struggle. Yeah, and, and that could and that can send you in one or two different ways. That can send you to a place of salvation, or 
or regress you that much further because you don't want to look at yourself. You know, I, I know that I went, you know, my, my, my drug of choice was, was heroin and opiates. So as soon as you said, you know, getting him from here to there, I could, I could totally relate because mm. I was totally dysfunctional with everything and anything that had to do with time, place, people, love, anything. And, um, you know, so I can totally relate to that. And being especially in a service organization or a service group like you were performing, that had to have been a lot easier to take the focus off yourself and put it on somebody else who was that much more dysfunctional. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so what other bands were you in? Well, that was the big one because we had a, we, we ended up getting that big tour that we actually made. We made it across the border into your fair country and we uh, played stadium tours opening up for Motley Crue, but we got kicked off of that tour. So from there on in, it was like, it was just chaos. And, but the thing is the country of Canada loved, we were a, the train wreck that everyone wanted to interview on TV, on radio, on whatever. <laughs> we were always like, so we had so much press and so much notorious, uh, such a notorious reputation that when, when sobriety did occur, I expected the seas to part and everything would go our way, but we were kind of blacklisted at that point. So then that yeah. bore the necessity to, for me to kind of look out my own, that the band ex- imploded. And then I found another band and that's where the, the uh, that's where I met that hairdresser I was talking about. And we signed a record deal a month later. So I was just like 10 years of hell with active alcoholism. Now I'm like in one month, I'm at the same level I was at after 10 years with that other band. And it was, that was, that's where the journey began where I became absolutely aware of my illness. That's when I was like, okay, the same amount of hatred I have towards my old lead singer is now transferred to my new lead singer. And I barely know her compared to the last guy. So something's the matter with me. I saw the common denominator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I guess at that point that gives us, you know, the, uh, whoops, that gives us the, um, ability or the, or, or it almost forces us to look at ourselves and say, I must be the problem. But, you know, one thing that you just said about that little description of your band, you had to have been bad if you got thrown off a Motley Crue tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. very unimaginable. <laughs> yeah. There had to be some serious problems there. But you know something that it's, a, it's all a great experience. And now today you can share who you are with all of that past experience. And, you know, that's the best thing in life that you can have in your pocket when you're sharing who you are like my you know there's a lot of things that i have done that i would shudder if i had to go back and do it again but i am grateful that i've done it walked through it squared it up and i have that in my um remember wins Absolutely. And that puts me in a position and yourself as well, or anyone who's gone through any sort of overcoming of obstacles in a unique position to be there for somebody else. Cause isn't that what this is whole, this whole thing called life's about? We're going to be there for other people where, because to see what happened, it was like, as you just said, 
prior is that there's two things that can happen. It can put someone off into the depths of despair to wake up despondent every day, or they could find some salvation. And the salvation I found was the holding of my hand walking through the dark valley of my soul. That was AA for me. That was my sponsor holding my hand literally through looking at where I was dysfunctional, how I was dysfunctional, and how I can go forward in life without it my, my past ruling my future. Because absent of a solution, my past becomes my, my future. Even though I don't want it to, it will happen. I'm in a collision with my past, absent of a solution. And the solution I was found was the love of my sponsor, which motivated me to go to AA meetings. But it was, that was my, it was a very old school approach. It wasn't like, um, I went to like the ultimate rock star meeting where there's 300 people and everything just, you know, it all made sense. It was like one guy having the ability to navigate my ego. Mm. And the ego is an important part of the whole thing. I think I've, I've heard it said that you guys are a, a massive ego with an inferiority complex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've said on many occasions that, you know, uh, at one moment I feel so much greater than, and the next moment I feel less than anybody else in the room, you know, and that's just, you know, not as much today, but if I allow myself the weakest point of my thought pattern, then I can put myself right back lower than dirt, you know? Yep. You know, it's funny, not to change the subject, but I just got an email. We were talking about World War II veterans. It says here, um, I, I belong to a veteran. I, I do Toys for Tots in the county that uh, that we live in. So, uh, being you know, being a veteran Marine, I, I stepped up and, and took that over for the past couple of years. And I belong to uh, the um, United Veterans of St. Lucie County. And there's a uh, gentleman that's in uh, Palm Gardens. There's a there's a gentleman in uh, Palm Gardens re, uh, rehab, ninety five year old gentleman, Navy veteran, World War Two, is looking for oh, people really? to come visit him. Looking for people to come visit him. So I'll go see if I can't go, say hi and okay. thank him for his service. That's amazing. Yeah, not congratulations. Not man. many of those guys. I'm being a, a an ex marine. That's amazing. Oh yeah, you know the the funny thing is 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 half the time I didn't even know where I was. You know, I I went to uh, I've been in thirty six different countries, and half of them I hardly remember due to drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Right. <laughs> so uh, back on back on um, share again how people can get in touch with you, get in touch with your band. How can they follow you? How can they, um, because I guess the, the, uh, die in your eyes single is out available to the public. Correct. It's not, it doesn't, Absolutely. you don't have to yeah. download it's, it. It's all across the board and it's, a, it's going to be like what we're pushing at the moment, but there's a, there's a slew of songs that are going to be sort of incrementally releasing. But for now, die in your eyes is up on Spotify. It's after, uh, youtube.com backslash the sweet kill and you'll find our it's the first one and only it's the first and only video there and yeah it's it's uh it's it's what we're kind of promoting at the moment because it's all about to me like having a uh an explanation of what it looks like with harmony because like, there's a lot of negativity right now going on and i want to just yeah. sort of be an alternative to that with this music now you're you're in la right now right in Hollywood, yes. 
in Hollywood, in Hollywood, in. Um, but you're originally from Canada. Yep, Vancouver. Cool. That's a, it's a pretty city. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the hockey team. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a Bruins fan, but you know. <laughs> but that's okay. You have to go there. I was just kind of like, you know, man. I didn't even watch Game Seven because I knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you know something that on on any Sunday, right? Because that's why they play the games. If you if you know what's going to happen and we know the outcome, why bother playing the game? So you know, yeah. on any yeah, Sunday, right. anybody can. You know, can Milan Lucic uh, is from Vancouver. Yes. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, so you'll be Canada you'll be prof- hockey country. Yeah. We used yeah. to we used to have kids playing on a frozen pond, playing hockey on a frozen pond on our five dollar right. bill. Yeah, we used to have it. Got changed now, but it's, that's the way it used to be. Yep. Yeah, you know well, we used to we used to do a, that as well, and then they took away all hockey. those places. You know, oh. and they wonder and they wonder why kids today find the outlets that they find, you know, like we, when I was, when I was younger, we would put up, we would take our skates, walk over to the pond, skate, you know, with sticks or whatever, we would find a can for a puck or whatever it was. And then in the summer, the city would set up trampolines and we'd go jump on the trampoline and play horseshoes right in the, in the field. And, and all of that stuff got taken away, you know, due to money restrictions or whatever, and the, and we all ended up out on the street corner, and we all found different recreational ways to amuse ourselves, and and we destroyed our community by doing it. Mm-hmm. I hear you. You know, I mean, I, I'm sure, I'm sure if you take anyone from earlier generations, you know, uh, I mean, I'm sure you remember the payphone, right? My kids have no clue what one is. <laughs> you know, yeah, so right. it it's yeah, a, it's yeah. a complete it's a completely different time, and sadly, um, how do we how do we rein that back? How do we pull it in? Like you said, we're in a we're in a totally dysfunctional um, piece of earth with, with with what's going on politically and and all of that stuff, and and how do we get back to? A little bit of normalcy, you know, because the 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 people with the normal, quote unquote, normal way of life today are the ones who have kind of walked our path, found um, recovery, and and are on that journey. But like, how do how do we? It's it, it's it's attraction rather than promotion. How do you how do you you know, and, and well, Ellen and I... I hear where you're go going. I hear where you're going with it. And I just, you know, I discovered that, like, a woman I was in the lineup with at some, like, bougie coffee place, uh, she had such a, a glow about her. And, and she was with her husband or her or a friend or something. And they were just chatting, and she had this energy. And I just went up to her and go, hey, what's, uh, what's your secret? And she goes, oh, <laughs> it's just God. And I, I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, because I saw that light in her. And it kind of reminded me of like, you know, the man that I want to be, right? To be that loving, right. altruistic individual at every given moment, not just with select few people. And that's my sort of, I guess, my quick answer to your very profound question. Yes, no, it, it, it is in God, but too many, way too many people reject that as, a, as an outlet 
uh, today, and I think that's why we are where we are. You know, um, so I would love to be able to follow that lady around that you found in the coffee line. You know, because that would that would make my day that much better. It would give me a little bit more clarity. But again, when are you going to be that lady? There's that question. And no, I know, I know. And, yeah, yeah. But here's an interesting one: is I I, I saw like. Um, to me, like, it's very easy in the lineups like that to commiserate over the negative, like, oh, the traffic, oh, could you believe the weather? And it's like, I just kind of want to just engage with people on that level of, hey, isn't it an amazing day today? And just sort of see the elevation mm-hmm. rather than, like, take the low common thread of negative. It's very easy to just go, yeah, oh, my God, can you believe this and that? And there's so many things to talk about. You know, I, I'd rather just kind of just see what happens if I just be that dude of just like, hey, that's a really cool hat or whatever it is, right? Right. I remember, I remember growing up, you know, coming from the Boston area, um, people would ask me a question. And my response in my mind, because it was probably um, handed down to me, was what does this person want? And then I moved to Florida and everyone was happy to see me. And I'm like. What do these people want? But I think today, after being here for 11 or 12 years, I think I kind of have the hi, how you doing attitude. It's taken me a little while to get out of that, get out of that shell of, you know, what is this person looking for? And, right, and right. It, so, so it is, it is progress, you know, and that's what I'm trying to say. And uh, we are going to have to go to break again. So if you want to ask Pete any questions or share your experience, strength, and hope, dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. We'll be back in a moment. He took my breath away. So supernatural. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you tired of the healthcare system only treating your symptoms and never addressing the root cause? Discover how integrative medicine can resolve health issues through dietary and lifestyle changes and the use of natural supplements. Increase your energy, memory, mood, immune system, sexuality, and more. Join Dr. Sunil Pai and Maureen Sutton to help you take back your health with natural evidence-based solutions. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Have you figured out what to attract in your life in order to make it successful? There are those who can and those who can learn. Your intensified energy gives you willpower to move the bar forward and be happy. Happy people spread their energy throughout their lives, and once they figure it out, go on to be successful at nearly everything they set their mind to. Join host Ellen Morano and her panel of guest experts and co-hosts on Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health and Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We got the power to change the world. 
Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back. Dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792 if you want to speak to Pete. Ellen, myself, if you have any questions, you want to share your experience, strength, and hope. You know, there's one thing that you that you uh, you were saying, Pete, about um, going to Russia. Um, do you have? I, I know that you have a local schedule in LA uh, that you shared about, which I'll which I'll ask you to to name the dates again, so people can go by and and um, watch a band. But do you have any like anything in the future set up to? start doing that again like i know that you said you're going to be dropping more songs and everything give me a little couple of the parameters of what it is that you're looking to do and where you're looking to go at the moment it's just playing locally just to get uh an equi- a relationship with the, the 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 whole the scene down here in la which is very vibrant and so we have that's why we have three shows just because in la you know everyone it's so everything's so far away spaced out you know um that we got you know, June 30th at Bar Sinister, which is a gothic club. Then we have um, at the Sunset Jam, a friend of mine runs that uh, on Monday, July 2nd. And then we have July 3rd at Cloak and Dagger, which is another goth club. And when mm-hmm. I say goth, I mean like that sort of 80s sort of uh, emotional, emotive, dark wave element. So, you know, like Cure, that kind of like that sort of very um, intense sort of fan uh, uh, following is, is like, we really gravitate towards that. I mean, it's very, uh, the music is dark, but it's also yep. got this message of hope within it. So that's sort of the parallel. So is, is there a big, is there a big, um, ne- what, what is it? Neo emo? Is that what you have written down here? Is that is there a big community in L.A.? I mean, I know L.A. has many different aspects of music within it. And is there a big following there? I think, it, yeah, I think in L.A., in, in any sort of genre, you're going to have a lot of dedicated people because this is the hub of where everyone comes to create. So everyone's looking to collaborate. Everyone's looking to, you know... Um, do shows together with like-minded artists. So in the, in this particular, our, our genre, yeah, there's a very vibrant scene and it's very um, conducive to harmony and everyone's all about like helping each other out. And that's, that's why we've been very selective and work these first few shows is to establish this rapport with people that totally are our audience. 
Share a little bit about the video. I, you know, you said that you have a video. That must be something in itself. And I mean, not only making a song or, or writing a song and putting it all together. That's that's one aspect of it. But how did you just have to like put your faith in someone else, or were you the driving force behind the video and how it looked as well? Well, it was a collaborative affair. You know, I, I, a friend of mine is very talented, and I ran this idea by him, and then he ran some ideas by me, and then it was all of a sudden, well, let's do it, you know? And, and, and the video has some members of the band in it. It also has a lot of friends of mine that are very um, talented in, in, that are actors on shows like Sons of Anarchy and are actually working actresses and models and, and, and playwrights and and. and you know, good old AA members are up in there and, <laughs> and it's, and it's like, you know, it's just like the whole purpose of the video is I'm the, the, I'm the observer. I'm not in the video other than you see like, you know, a sort of silhouette of me, but the whole department of the video is to have the yearning of the female with the polarity of the ominous male figure. But then it's sort of a celebration of like a love that is very rare. It's, it's based off of principles. It's based off of humility. It's based off of reverence. It's based out of respect. And that's the ideal because quite honestly, I mean, I've, I, one of my AA trudging buddies, we, we always talk about some issues with women that we have and certain love relationships gone sour, et cetera. And we were having a great discussion again about a similar situation. And I just said, you know what, man, let's just write a song about the perfect relationship. How about that? And that's where the song came out of. Wow. Uh, and how, how long does it take? I mean, I know that there's various uh, stages of songwriting, but how long did it take you for this one? The lyrics came together quite quickly. Um, the music came together a little bit slowly, actually. That was the hard part. It was finding a way to create um, a soundscape that was accurate to the emotion of the, of the lyric. So the lyrics were easy. It was just like they kind of wrote themselves, but the music, that was the constructive part where it got really um, in, in depth. Hmm. Ellen? It's a beautiful song. And, and like Ray said, once I heard, you know, the whole story behind it, it really, it really makes a big difference in how you think about it. You know, it, it awesome. opened my eyes to a lot of things. Beautiful song. Beautiful song. Beautiful Beautiful thought because relationships are difficult, and I think the, the mm-hmm. uh, like you said, the polarity, the male female, the differences. Let you know, let's celebrate them. Let's try to learn better ways to relate to each other. Right. Because I, they are I, I think and, you know, viva la différence. You know, yeah, not, like not, not viva la re- resistance. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I think like in 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 the twelve step model of sponsorship. You know, I, I've, I've heard this a lot and I do subscribe to it. You know, maybe you may have a different opinion, but it's the idea that, you know, we, we treat our, our significant other as if they were. Because I, for, if I'm sponsoring a new guy, I'm going to be the best version of myself for the sake of that guy's benefit. It's not about me. And right. the, I've, heard, I've heard a lot in the rooms where it's like, you know, if we can like treat our significant other as if they were our sponsee, not in the sort of like hierarchy element of I know more and they don't or whatever, but more in the sense of, you know, the respect and like the understanding and compassion that ensues as a result of being on the other side of that coffee table and giving what I was given 
you know, and passing that lineage of love. Right? I mean, love and power want to multiply themselves. So when am I going to be the channel of that versus the guy who wants to get? Because I've used up all my getting. As a yeah, and, the, and that's kind of like that's kind of like at that point the power side, you know, where you where you're just trying to get. And I've had people ask me to um, sponsor them, and I say, sure, here's my phone number. You know, um, I, I, I don't put any half twos on it because mm-hmm. I'm not well, I'm not one that um, that embraces authority, <laughs> and. And, uh, you know, so I don't, you have to do this, you have to do that. You know what I mean? It's, it's, mm-hmm. and, and I've had people say like, you know, after a couple of weeks, well, when is it that you're going to start like yelling at me? And I'm like, uh, it's not about yelling. It's not about telling you what to do. It's about, it's about loving you and embracing you and, and showing you that there's an easier way and a better way than, than you chose to, uh, do before you came in. And and a lot of people don't understand that because, I mean, and me as well, when I first came in, I expected to be told what to do because I had no clue how to be a productive member of society. And it's... Well, I think a lot of people are, are into the tough love aspect of of trying to get somebody into recovery. And, you know, I think maybe old school AA was a lot of that tough love. You know, I hear a lot of old timers saying, oh, it's soft now. But in my experience, that doesn't work as well as, as like you say, being loving and understanding without being... Yeah, you can't, you can't contend with love. I mean, love is just the ultimate power. And it doesn't need to even defend itself because it's absolute truth. And the concept of being uh, authoritative, it's like, okay, guess what happens? Well, it's like if I'm the guy telling what someone should be doing or not, then if it doesn't work out for them, then I'm the one who's at fault. They don't take any responsibility. If if they've been told they do everything that someone else says and it doesn't work out, well, I guess this doesn't work and there's no... There's no accountability, right? That guy right. didn't know what he was saying. That guy didn't know what he was saying, and I went back out. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So it's another good excuse. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know something and though. I, yeah. We only have a, we only have a couple minutes left, but you know something though. We do that to we do that to rehab and recovery facilities as well. We throw all our faith in them, and then when we come out on the other side and it doesn't work, or our loved one doesn't work, what was given to them. We blame the facility, wherein it's not really the facility's fault. It's not the sponsor's fault. It's not anyone else's but our own responsibility to take action on what it is that and where where it is that we want to go. Mm-hmm. Well put. And the Absolutely. fault lies with the disease. Yeah. Yeah. And I never wanted to take responsibility. And I mean, after last time I used was uh, February 28th of 1989. And I still don't want to take responsibility today. I'm, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I know that I have well, to. I know fault. that there's, so, I know that there's so much stuff going on in my life that I have to. So um, we should probably wrap this up because we only have a couple of minutes left. So Pete, what I want you to do is, is, um, Name of the song, name of the band, how people can listen to you, where they can see you in uh, in the upcoming future, and um, just share a little bit about how people can follow you. Absolutely, yeah. You know, uh, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate this. And you know, uh, the song, the lead-off single from the Sweet Kill is "Die in Your Eyes." We're up on Spotify. We're on all the social media under the Sweet Kill, SoundCloud. 
Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, you name it. It's the sweet kill. And essentially the sweet kill is a sort of concept of like dying to self. That's what this is. You know, it's a, it's a dying of the ego and, and to invoke the alternative. And the alternative is an male fronted female band. That's what the sweet kill is. And we're playing three shows. June 30th, Saturday at Bar Sinister in Hollywood. July 2nd, Viper Room Sunset Jam in West Hollywood. And then we're back in Hollywood the following night to kind of bring in America's birthday, July 3rd at 11.30 p.m. So when we're done our set, America is having a birthday. Oh, awesome. That's that, that's awesome. That, that's a cool way to do it. And what time did they yeah. let you play in L.A. till? We're uh, we're like it's about it, because this is like just fresh and this is the maiden voyage of this new project. It's a thirty-minute set, so we got about seven songs, seven eight songs. Oh, cool! And yeah, so we're we'll, we're going on this this Saturday at mid- midnight, and then we're going on eight eight p.m. at the Viper Room on July second, and then we're going at Cloak and Deck. We're going on at eleven thirty p.m. Well, great. It was it was great have it was great having you this week, Pete. And we're going to have to call you up and uh, get you back on the air again. We only touched the surface of who you are and what you have to bring to the universe. So uh, thank you for being a guest. And um, Ellen, with miracles and recovery, hope is in your corner. Stay blessed, everyone. Have a good night. Thanks. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.